0: You're listening to Unqualified Advice with Scott McGlynn. Episode number eight. Thanks for listening, everybody. I just want to be uh, totally transparent. I'm actually listening to Frank Sinatra right now, so hopefully that brings out a a little bit of coolness in me. Let's just jump right into it. The thought of the week this week. Uh, I guess I have two, so it's the thoughts of the week this week. The first one is the importance of just asking the right questions. Um, There's a a song that it reminds me of, uh, and it's called Q for Question uh, by a band named Cartel. And the, the lyric in it says, if you're not getting answers, ask better questions. And I absolutely love that quote. Seriously, if, if you're uh, not getting the things that you're wanting out of people, learn how to ask better questions. There's so much power in finding a way to ask the most appropriate questions. So for instance, I was on a conference call a few weeks ago, and we were trying to find some information about uh, why we weren't awarded a new contract, and right from the beginning they told us that they really couldn't tell us too much information, they couldn't give us competitor information, they couldn't tell us what our score was, so uh, what we ended up doing is I asked a specific question that kind of got to the same things as that, but uh, it was more of... I know you can't tell me how someone else scored, but can you tell me what we could have done to score better? I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was much more articulate than that, but um, it it was a great question. Not because I asked it, but it was a great question that helped set the tone to get the answer that we were looking for. So asking the right questions are incredibly important. So if you're not getting answers, ask better questions. And then the other thought is uh, sort of the importance of maintaining physical health. So I just went to the gym for a long time. I mean, I'm going to sit here and preach that physical health is important, but I haven't been to the gym for almost a year. You know, life has gotten to me and bought a house and, um, you know, I've had a lot of things going, so I haven't been going to it, but now I got back into it and I get it, so... I thought when I, I first thing I did is I got on the elliptical and I thought I was going to die in the first minute. It was awful. But I just kept going and I forgot about how important it is to be sore and get through that. So uh, I just want to tell this so hopefully you guys can keep me going because really it's all about consistency. It's all about maintaining that consistency and continuing to go. So I'm hoping to get as much out of this because you keep me honest and you keep me going to it because I need to do that. All right, so last week I asked a question uh, to the audience. What would you steal from someone to make their lives miserable? I got a lot of, a lot of answers for this. I'm going to share something with you. Orion said he'd steal uh, someone's cell phone. I mean, really. Is there anything more important to someone than their cell phone? Other car, I would say, I would imagine if someone stole my car, that'd be pretty inconvenient. And their wife, Mister Steal Yo Girl, trace songs. So good luck. <laughs> and uh, someone said they'd steal the ink from their pens. I find like this is pretty diabolical. My cat is uh, this is basically what my cat does to me. She refuses to let me have any pens. So if you leave a pen on a desk, it will not be there. Uh, the next time you go to look for it. So it's pretty awful trying to figure out a way to write something down and not having that pen. So that's pretty diabolical. I I also got a comment about um, last segment that we had or last episode uh, about first time home buying. And Matt said, think about how often you have to maintain the property. I completely agree. When you're buying a house, you know, think about the little things like that. Like, how long is it going to take me each week to mow the lawn? How many trees are there? How often am I going to have to rake the leaves? I can tell you when we bought the house that we're living in now, uh, there are three big oak trees out in the front. And I knew, I you know, when fall comes, it's going to be a real pain. And it was. It was pretty bad. It was like six to ten hours of raking leaves with a, with leaf blowers so it's a lot of work but i mean hey they offer great shade but he's absolutely right you've got to uh think about the little stuff you know like how long is it going to take to to mow your lawn do you have any hills that you have to worry about and how are you going to get to those so uh do your research and i agree with matt all right so we got some great questions this week uh from listeners so the first question i have what is your favorite snack Honestly, that's simple. That is simple. It's the Harborough sugar-free gummy bears. If you uh, if you don't know what the Harborough sugar-free gummy bears are and why they're important, you should go to Amazon and look that up. You should you should definitely and you should uh, like a lot of things at Amazon. You should look at the reviews because the reviews paint the picture that you need to know about why Harborough sugar-free gummy bears are important and if you ever want to use them as a prank if you ever pranked me with that diabolical absolutely um, unquestionably mean unquestionably all right next question what is one thing that always keeps you motivated well i would say that being uncomfortable having a rock in your shoe i mean figuratively uh, it makes you always keep hiking I don't want to be content. Contention is that I'm all right where I am. You know, I'm, I may never reach the summit of the peak, but I'll get closer than I am now. And it's, it's not always about how high you climb, but how you never stopped. So I've found joy in, in sort of the process, the moving along and keeping going. The goal isn't always the goal. It's the journey along the way that leads to learning, growth, insight, and ultimately happiness. If I think of this as a journey, and not a series of goals, then missing goals becomes less important. Failure isn't defeat. It's an obstacle to overcome. It's, I have to walk down this hill to get to the next peak. Also, I... I really don't like hiking. Uh, The next thing, how do I get started investing in stocks? Well, I thought about this one, and I got a few tips for you, okay? Great tips, I gotta say, these are great tips. But you can't take it, I'm not a stock trader, so you can't take this uh, too seriously, and if you lose money, it's not my fault. Uh, Number one, download uh, a stockbroking app or sign up for a subscription or something. Um, I use Robinhood for some of my stock trades. I think it's great. It doesn't have any um, per trading fees, which is important to look at. And it doesn't have a balance requirement, which some of the stock brokers do. So you want to take a look at that. What is the fee for trading? So each time you make a purchase or a stock trade, sometimes you have to pay a fee and that can really hamper any growth that you have. Now, if you're trading. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's usually nothing. But if you're starting out small and trying to get into it, those fees can really add up. And you have to take a look if they have a balance requirement or not. The bigger firms, the one that you have to pay for, typically have more uh, tools available. Sometimes you can buy more things like stock options and um, futures or shorts, which you should probably never do unless you know what you're doing. Uh, And they also provide you with research like Morningstar Reports, but I gotta say, honestly, you can find most of the information you could find on on that, uh, you know, the largest firm provide on, online, as long as you know where to look. And I, I'm going to leave you with a few tips about where to look for some research. So speaking of, honestly, the the biggest thing to look at is doing your research. So Scott, what am I looking for? Well, I, one of the one of the metrics I look for number one is the P-E, P-E ratio. That's the price. Earning ratio—that's the, um, the price of the stock divided by their earnings per share. So the smaller that number, typically, the more safe the investment is. It, I mean, it also mean, it means that the price is you know pretty close in comparison to the earnings. Now, typically, a large growth stock isn't going to have a high P/E ratio. But if you're starting out, maybe that's the way to, to take a look at it. So P.E. ratio is important, but it's none of these are uh, important by themselves. It's always a holistic view of a stock. That's the most important thing is taking into consideration everything. I would also say find companies that have proven growth records. If you look on you know Yahoo Finance, you can look at charts for one year, five year, and max, and you can look... Have they consistently grown? Have they spiked up and then fallen and then are starting to come back? You know, why is that? So look for companies that have just tried to be consistent, you know, consistently up. You'll find some companies are consistently down. I would say those maybe not the best ones to get into to start with. I'll find companies that have a competitive advantage. This one's a little bit harder, but if you know a lot about a company, if they have a product or something that no one else has or no one else has been able to do, That could be a great advantage to them and could lead to a lot of growth another uh, mindset for stocks is find stocks that are local or stocks that you're familiar with there's nothing like supporting a hometown company and being an investor and technically an owner of a company that's around and makes an impact in your community or invest in companies that you really like like that you like to support like maybe you wear a lot of nike shoes maybe you should look into nike You know, just do things that um, get you into enjoying stocks. And sometimes that can be just, you know, investing in companies that you care about. Another uh, tip on research, follow stock movements of major investors. So look at what Warren Buffett and Carl Icahn are doing. Are they investing in Apple? Are they, you know, getting out of Apple? What are they doing? I mean, really, they put all their chips on the line, you know, billions and billions of dollars. So their movements are probably going to be important and they're not going to do something uh, off the cuff. What are, you, what are you doing? My cat's here. Come on. What do you see? You know what? You can't see it, but there's a pen on my desk. And she went for it. I told you, this is what she does. This is her M.O. Can you really stop? All right. Uh, another thing, you, you want to read every day about the stock market. I think this goes for anything in life. If you want to get understand uh, the importance of um, uh, learning new things, you just immerse yourself in the in the world. So read every day, sign up for a newsletter, find some information that you can read or a website that you like reading every day, and just look at it every single day. And think about this. One year later, if you read a stock market website every single day, you'd be able to have an intelligent conversation with, uh, you know, a major stock investor, pretty good. Because you, I mean, honestly, you'll pick up a lot of information and you'll learn a lot of stuff about the industry and the trends and what's hot. And you don't have to be this, uh, you know, Nostradamus when it comes to the stock market. Let other people do that. All right. And so as far as research, two places I really enjoy, uh, Yahoo Finance. I think they do a great job with providing information about, the history and giving you a lot of statistics and a lot of information. So Yahoo Finance is a great place to start. And they also have a lot of great links. Also, I like reading Motley Fool, M-O-T-L-E-Y-F-O-O-L. Motley Fool, they have a, um, a lot of great insight and they provide you information about um, stocks and what's upcoming and what people are doing. I really like them and they usually have a pretty good um, view on things two hot industries right now that I think this is coming from me, not necessarily anybody else, but for me, uh, I've been looking at defense stocks. We have a Republican-controlled Congress, House, uh, and you know White House. And so defense is usually a hot topic for the Republican Party. And so I would imagine, and, and I'm pretty sure I've seen in the budgets, they're going to be spending a lot more money on Defense, which means defense contractors are going to get more revenue, which means that they're going to be more lucrative. So I'm going to give you three examples of a defense contractor and let you do your own research. Number one, Boeing, which stock symbol is BA. Another is L3 Technologies, which is uh, LLL stock symbol. And Raytheon, which stock symbol is RTN. Take a look at those. uh, Look at their trends. Maybe there's something you're looking at. A next is technology. Um, I would look into artificial intelligence. I think it's going to be something that's uh, not going away. Technology companies are going to start growing like crazy. And people who can provide the basis for, uh, you know, how robots are going to take over everything are going to be in a good position. You know, the last people that are going to have jobs are the ones who create and manage the robots. So that would be Adobe which is stock symbol A-D-B-E. NVIDIA, they make a uh, like graphics card, but they're also looking at AI. So that is stock symbol N-V-D-A. And then uh, maybe take a look at Micron Technologies, stock symbol M-U. So again, I'm not saying these are the best stocks to get into. And if you get into and you lose much money, it's not my fault. You should do your own research. But that's a great place to start. Uh, I would also say Review index funds. So an index fund is somebody starts a fund, they buy a bunch of stock, and then you buy into that uh, portion of those stocks. So it's a way to d- diversify. With a, it's a way to buy, you know, for instance, there's one called Vanguard VOO, which is the stock market. Uh, it's a, they own a proportionate share of the um, S&P 500. So rather than buying all S&P 500 stocks, You're buying one stock that owns all of them. Uh, I would say one of the last things you have to do, diversify, diversify, diversify. When the stock market crashes, uh, make sure you have money in other places. You know, don't buy just one type of stock. Don't buy just all defense stock because if defense goes wrong or Democrats get in, defense stocks may go down. So it's important that you diversify. Have, a lot of, have your money in a lot of different places uh, so that you can weather any storm. I would also say start small, continue to grow. If you don't know what you're doing, don't put it all on the line. You know, don't put your, all, all your money out there because you can get burned. You could do the, uh, the Scott method where you buy high and sell low. Right? The, I think the first 30 trades I did, I bought high and sold low. You know, I lost money. Or if I made money, I barely made it because I didn't stay in the game. And I didn't do my research, so start small and continue to grow as you get better at it. Uh, Here's some knowledge. I don't know if I made this up or someone heard it, but the best time to get in the market was yesterday. I mean, technically not because yesterday was Saturday, but it's always that you could miss an opportunity. And it's better to be in the game sometimes than to be out. That's not always true. Again, there could be times where you should get out, but do your research. And one of the things that I realized, and I proved via math, is that the bad days are always worse than the good days. So it, it always felt like that too. It always felt like when things went down, it was always so much worse than when things went up. But that's technically mathematically true. So if you take, uh, let's say you have a $100 and you grow 5%, you end up with $105. But then if you take uh, if you lose 5% of that $105, it's actually more than $5. So you actually end up with like $99 and 90-something 90 cents. I don't, I, didn't, I don't have a calculator in front of me. but So you gain 5% and then lose for 5%. 5%. You're worse than you were if you had not done anything. So the, the bad days are always worse than the good days. You just have to know that and understand that on, on most occasions, the market always goes up. Over the time, the market gets better. All right, so that, that's my tips on the stock market. I think I, eventually I'll go into more detail and, and probably show, maybe do a video about it or something. Uh, but that's, what, that's where I'm going to leave you with that. So the question of the week this week is about something we talked about, or I talked about earlier, is uh, how do you, as the listener, stay motivated? So leave your comments below. Uh, send them to show at gmail.com follow us at facebook.com slash unqualified advice show. And don't, don't forget to subscribe on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash unqualified advice. We're on iTunes, Google play, TuneIn radio, leave your comments. And I just want to say thank you for listening. It's really important to us. And uh, I would encourage you to share this with your friends, Uh, get them to send questions, get them into this so that uh, we can make, uh, make something great happen. So Thanks for listening. This is Unqualified Advice with Scott McGlynn.